0: Welcome to the Manager Matt Podcast Show. The show is designed to give you solutions to your day-to-day management and leadership problems. It's hosted by Matthew Haddock, a frontline manager and leader with over 25 years of experience. If you're ready, then let's get on with the show.
1: Welcome to the Manager Map Podcast Show, a weekly show designed to help you, as a manager or leader, become the best at delivering the results you need. Please, if you haven't already, subscribe to the show so you'll never miss an episode and share it with anyone else you think might get the benefit. Right, without any more delay, let's get on with this week's show. Hello, 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 hello and welcome to this week's Manager Matt show. Hope you've all been very productive this week. I don't say busy anymore. I was listening to uh, a podcast, I can't even remember what it was, and they were talking about how you become sort of almost trained to when someone asks you, how are you, your first thing you say is, oh, I'm busy, especially professionals, and really what you should be thinking is, are you being busy, or a busy fool almost, or actually, are you just busy for the sake of it, and are you really being productive? So that's an interesting concept, nothing to do with today's show, to be honest. Today's show is a two-parter, I think, and uh, it's going to go around delivering a message and the idea of how you can deliver a message in a number of different areas and and how self-doubt can sneak in to delivering your message. One of the things that we do as uh, managers uh, and leaders is we need to communicate. We have to be able to communicate to get things done, to make sure results are delivered, to so also make sure that our people are safe and well, and we 're making sure that the messages that are passed down from on high uh, not in a biblical sense but in a managerial sense are being delivered down to to the right levels and a lot of the time, depending on where you are in the organization you 're going to have to be able to get those messages, take them into a format that you can easily deliver, and send them to your team and sometimes those are through cascades so your team will take the message from you and cascade it on sometimes it'll be in briefs to many many people or, or um or town halls or whatever else you call it um, but you will have to do it as a, as a manager and as, and as a leader it might be small things it might be giving a presentation to your senior team as in the people who are your directs or it may be actually giving it to the wider more senior team if you up the, up the up the channels so What happens and how does it all work? Let's look at the basics of this idea of delivering a message. Well, I mean, the first thing to start off is whereabouts is it? What position are you delivering this from? So are you a senior leader? So are you a senior leader that you're delivering this message? So is this going to be seen as being the voice of the CEO? Are you in that level? Are you going to be around as a manager? So are you going to be in the management level? So you've got a smaller team. So you're giving those out there um are you a subordinate that's giving the message to a senior manager so what position do you play, or are you in between that and an expert so are you giving your information out as an expert so you're delivering a message from a point of a technical uh, expert so first thing to think around when you're delivering the message is what position you are and where you're going to be in this and that just helps set the stage to know that when you're delivering the message you have to make sure that you're doing your part at that level you know the manager may be doing it to a very small group uh, of people who work on his shift or her shift or it could be to on a video call to to a number of different people we'll go into that in a second the next thing is around the situation so this message that you're going to deliver what is the situation that you're delivering it in is it an idea of a negotiation so are you giving a message around pay or benefits or, or restructures is it around the, the work, is it around what we need to do differently around the work? Is it around the way that the actual, um, that the, the business is going? Is it more about information? Are you delivering a work's information? And of course, when you deliver a message, also, you've got to think about away from work. There's a number of times that you might do it in, in your home as part of a family gathering gathering, or, or in a social situation, you may be delivering a message as part of a club. So there's lots of things around the situation that you're doing and the message is then the next part of it. So you've got this situation, then you've got the message itself. Is this message going to be something that's a positive message? Usually, little tip for you, usually a lot easier to deliver a positive message. Now, obviously, there's obvious reasons why a positive message is much more easier to deliver. But you've got to think about that. What is the message saying? Is it an unusual message? So what do I mean by like that? Is that something that you're calling together the team out of the ordinary? And that can obviously get people in a different position when they're in the audience. Because what are you actually going to be saying in that message? And and is it going to be a formal? You know, is it going to be formal? I've, I've done it myself where you're delivering a message which can be very negative, uh, And that's another way opposite to positive. But it can be very formal. So I remember we had to... uh, I was given the job as as a quite a junior member of staff, actually, at the time, to send out the message that there was going to be some layoffs uh, that were going to shut down some parts of the business. Uh, And it was something that I really struggled with because I am someone who very much has a message, has something to deliver and has something to say, but isn't really uh, scripted. It's very much off the cuff. I like to react. If I give a regular brief to three or four different sets of people, every one of those briefs will be different. The messages will be the same, but the actual way it's done is different. Uh, But in this instance, I was giving a very formal, a very negative message, so I had to read from a script. And one of the biggest things that stuck with me, and this is going back probably 15, 16 years, maybe longer, was the fact that it said at the end, no questions will be taken. It was very much, this is the information, so the message you're going to be delivering in this point is very important is it going to be something as formal as that or is it something regular a positive update a a weekly brief a standing meeting that you do twice a week is that the message do you only have a section to play in a meeting so your section comes around and you've got to do a five minute section to uh, your level and maybe to a senior member that's in there so the message itself is very important so you've got the position that you're coming from the situation that you're doing it in and then the message you're sending then you've got to think of the audience that when you're giving a message it's very important to remember that the audience is the most important part of this because the audience is the ones that really need to listen and what can happen when the message is very unusual and negative is that people stop listening so there is a point when you are giving a message that you've got to understand the audience and is there a point where you do need to keep the messaging quite short and and sharp because the audience will have heard especially if it's a negative message that and then their minds have raced off especially as i said earlier about um people being made redundant first thing they're thinking of is wow what's going what's going to happen to me you know because it's important it is people's livelihood so that's going to be a point where people are going to be going wow what's in it what's going to happen to me so think of the audience you know do they want to be there all right, you might say that you're paying them and they have to be there. But do they want to be there? Are they interested in that piece of information? Have they volunteered? You're sometimes in a safety meeting or a or a works committee meeting where people are definitely interested and want to be there. Um do they have to be there? Because you know sometimes people have to be there. It's part of their job to be in that room or in the auditorium listening to you a talk. Now, that can be difficult because obviously some people were not there, or as in not there in themselves and not wanting to be present, can be very, very disengaged in, in the whole organise, whole organisation and also the whole message that you're trying to deliver in that um, situation. So you can get people who are very switched off, um, which can be hard You know, if you get an audience that's full of people like that. I do remember giving a, a talk which was around the strategy of a company and we thought it was very, the guys, I did it with a couple of people, I thought were very engaging, I thought it was going to be Really energising. It was talking about the future, where we're going to go. Wow, this is going to be brilliant, and, and you know we were very psyched up for it. And I remember presenting it to a shift team that just come off their night shift, so we'd you know let them finish a bit earlier, and we'd get them a coffee and going to do this. Well, I thought it's about three or four heads nodding, and I thought oh, they're in agreement with this. This is brilliant. Well, they weren't nodding in agreement; they were just nodding. Yeah, they were falling asleep, and that's just because they had to be there. They weren't particularly engaged at that time, and we we all had to go away and think: Is there a different approach? Because you have to make sure you they say know your audience. And when you're giving a presentation, I mean, on the other side, you can get a very engaged audience who wants to ask questions, wants to get involved. And they can be too engaged. You know, they can almost uh, railroad, railroad the conversation away from what you're trying to deliver or the message you're trying to deliver. So, you know, you've got to remember to make sure you know what their audience is. Is it passive? And really, some of them are passengers. And you do find this, you, you will get in any situation, even if it's a social situation, um, you'll get people who are there, As passengers, they used to call them tourists, they've just come along, it's probably for the free coffee and the biscuits, they're going to have to sit there, I'm getting paid anyway, I'll listen, but I'm not really going to engage. You're going to get the people who are downright negative, who really want to argue against everything, so no particular interest but want to argue, so they can be quite hard to manage. And then you've got the positive engaging people who really want to hear the message and are are really on board with it. So there's a mix of that in all society and in, in all audiences. The person delivering it, let's think about that person. You know, is that person who's delivering. I I believe anyone can deliver a message. I know that it can be hard and you do have this idea of self-doubt sneaking in That Oh, people are looking at me. And don't get me wrong. Whenever you deliver a message, there will be a level of nervousness in you. You're human. There's nothing unusual about having a, a human feeling of being nervous when you give a presentation. It's when you take that energy and try to make it part of it. And, you know, and that's part of it. But there is people who are quite quiet, quite introvert, but could be experts, as I said at the beginning. The position's important. So are the experts in there who could be quite, you know, used to being behind uh, a computer, used to being maybe in an IT situation or something like that. So can they struggle to deliver? So the person itself, how do you make it comfortable for that person, especially if they're part of your team and they're going to do a section in your presentation to present? Are they an extrovert? You know, are they going to be bouncing around the stage too much, going off script and maybe maybe going places you don't want to or overrunning the number of times you think you're going to take an hour to do a, a meeting and an hour and a half, maybe two hours late, and you're still not got anywhere through the content, you know, but are they confident in what they do is the big thing. So for a person, are you confident in the subject you're delivering? Some of them, as I said, if it's going to be a unusual, negative, very formal, then it might be just reading off a sheet. But if you're having to give a, a, a talk and deliver a message around something that you're passionate about, something you're interested in, then it's good to know the subject. If you don't, you will get picked up apart when they start to realise you don't know the subject. You can't pretend to be a subject matter expert on, I don't know, artificial intelligence, because. We're all talking about artificial intelligence at the minute. Uh, And when you don't really know about it, and all you've done is a Google search on artificial intelligence, you'll soon be found out. You'll also walk come over as being genuine. And as a person, that's a really important thing to think about. So you might be an introvert, but are you genuine? You very much could be an extrovert. But again, are you genuine? Are you delivering from a point of interest are you knowing and confident in the subject when you're talking about it because that makes a massive difference to the people who are listening they'll be much more engaged much more passionate and actually probably much more awake in my instance maybe if i'd have been a little bit different in my delivery of it that's the way it is let's move on to delivery so you know we'll go on to the next point the delivery format has changed massively over the last i don't know three years maybe since 2020 uh, let's think of it. We know what happened around the pandemic, but you've definitely got the idea of virtual meetings, virtual conferences, Zoom calls, Teams calls, uh, meetings, standing meetings that are naturally now just on Zoom. You know, not just a deck phone in the middle of a of an office, but actually a camera. So you've all got to start thinking about when I'm delivering, is the camera in the right place? So these get us into the nuts and bolts is the camera in the right place? Am I presenting myself well to the camera? Am I keeping eye contact with the camera? And thus, eye contact with the people who are looking at the screens. The number of times you see the cameras off. Now, there's a time to turn the camera off. We can understand that. You know, there's a point where if someone's presenting, your camera's maybe a distraction to others. But definitely in a, in a large meeting, you need to have the cameras on. You need to be making contact, as you would do in a normal group. You know, we wouldn't put a bag over his head and sit in the corner and listen if we are in a proper meeting room, would we? There's phone calls, so are you delivering a message over the phone? You know, that could happen. Not as much now, but, you know, it could happen. But is it things, let's think about other delivery formats. Is it in person, as we said? If it's in person, you're going to be going in there. It could be a large-scale gathering with a microphone and all the bits that go with that, so does all your stuff work is a good one, to test. Have we made sure that the PowerPoint's in the right format? Um, if it's a small gathering, will you use a presentation mode or will you just talk to them? face-to-face if it's a standing meeting you might just have a, a, a book in front of you and you might just go through it if it's your team meeting you'll have an agenda but you might not necessarily have slides to show if it's given a you know what shall we do next or, or, or a presentation of what's gone wrong you're definitely going to have to have something to replicate if it's going to be face-to-face because it's good to have some sort of especially pictures or photographs to demonstrate what's happened when you're giving those kind of messages so your delivery format is something else that'll improve your when you start delivering the message and might start working away from this idea of self-doubt. If your IT don't work, your microphone do not work, I mean, I've been on calls only this week where I was dying to say something, put my camera on as you do, start to talk, and everyone's like, can't hear you, can't hear you. So it totally failed, lost that impetus and, and, and basically knocked me away from it and did give me a little bit of a self-confidence thing. I had to go off, find another piece of kit. Luckily, saved it by the second half of meeting needing to come back and be able to have a conversation because there were lots of questions being asked and I couldn't answer. There's nothing worse than trying to mime it or write on a piece of paper and put it in front of the camera. doesn't exactly look uh, professional. And on that, if it is going to be in person, large or small, what's the environment going to be like that you're going to be working in? Is it going to be comfortable for people to sit? I do remember doing some presentations where people all stood up. They've got to be sharp. They've got to be to the point, which is probably good advice anyway, but they've got to be that way when you are doing it to a group of people who are stood up because they're not going to, Really pay attention after 15 minutes. They're going to get a bit fidgety. They're going to be legs are going. Sometimes when we do meetings and there's not enough chairs, or people are sat on the floor, again, not great. You know, the, the it kind of just sort of loses it a little bit if you're going to be a longer format meeting. But that can happen. Is it going to be a, a noisy place? You know, if you're giving this on a works floor, a shops floor, and you've got machinery running, it can be very hard to really get your message over because you're shouting over the top of all the machinery. So consider that when you're going into there things like light lighting as simple as that and heating you know is it is it cold is it warm you know if you get it too warm you'll get people nodding off again maybe this is a common theme just for me people falling asleep in the lighting too bright so they can't see the screens so consider all those things i said a minute ago is the technology working are you able to present with the right way to make sure that when you get to that the actual technology is working because there's nothing worse than having the technology not functioning and you're having to flick and try to make it work or come on stream or things like that because people soon start to fidget, start to lose a little bit of interest because they're not particularly being able to either, you know, see, uh, or hear. And, and, you know, if you are going to have a big gathering, you are going to have to make sure that you've got enough of the, 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 the audience in earshot, which can be fine. I mean, a lot of people are quite loud, you know, myself being included i can be quite a loud person but also there can be some people who are quite quiet so start to whisper like this i bet this has just thrown you off completely but you turn your stereos up no they start to really talk too quiet and also people can talk too loud you know i'm not going to shout because probably going to wake you up although if you are driving please make sure you're awake whilst listening so those are the things so let's have a quick recap around this idea of delivering a message so you need to know what position you're coming from you need to think about the situation you're delivering it in. So again, work, home, the message. Is it something major? Is it something regular? Is it a positive, a negative message? What's the audience? You know, is the audience that wants to be there, doesn't want to be there? The person themselves, can they use their strengths? Because introvert and extrovert doesn't mean that there's not strengths there. But can they give that message and be the confident in the subject? You know, can you make sure that you're delivering formats the best? If it's virtual and you're all in the same place, should you be in in the same meeting room, naturally? The environment itself, you know, have we done all the right things to make sure people can hear and, as I say, people don't fall off off to sleep? And I hope you haven't fallen asleep, whatever you're doing whilst you're listening to my podcast, although I have had some feedback that The Voice does help people soothe themselves to sleep at night. Maybe there's a whole uh, new podcast on that. But anyway, okay, so... um, let's finish it up today so that's the first part of my idea of, of delivering a message i'm going to go into a little bit more detail of how that works in the next one but as always thank you for listening and i would love to take some feedback on the show as feedback is a gift so don't forget to send it to management podcast at gmail.com and of course whatever you've heard today please try to put it into action because you don't get nothing from nothing well that's it for management this week thanks for listening and goodbye
0: So let's keep giving. See you next week.